Alright, good morning everybody. It's uh Gerald of the Guy Talk Podcast. Uh Robbie's not with me today. Um again it seems like we say this every uh other week now, but uh we had a scheduling problem. Uh you know, he he actually worked at the fair this year and he he's been doing it for the last, you know, two or three years or whatever. And um I didn't. I didn't realize he did it during the uh, spring fair as well. I thought it was just the fall uh, fair, but he worked at the fair, so his whole schedule was kind of turned on its head. And uh, he didn't really have the opportunity or time to come record with me today. Um, so I'm gonna knock it out solo today, and I'm gonna try to uh, speed through it since it's just me. You know, there's no sense in doing it long-winded and. and uh, being on here trying to do an hour hour and a half by myself um so there's only a few topics that i want to touch on and you know some of it's kind of sad some of it's interesting and um uh, some of it's funny uh just know that i'm not an expert on any of this stuff uh and you'll know which section i'm talking about uh but somebody asked me to cover some stuff so I looked into it a little bit I just um, kind of just barely uh, just barely got below the surface of what's there uh, yeah but we'll get into that a little bit later um, first I want to start with Nipsey Hussle oh and if you hear extra wind or air or whatever in the, in the background because I have a, a space heater on in the room uh, because for whatever reason this side of my house gets extremely cold and uh, yeah I don't have the heat on in the whole house yet so I didn't want to turn the, the big heat on so I just put the little space heater up anyway uh, Nipsey's uh, memorial service was this past week and um it was a great service. I don't know how many people saw it. And hopefully this will be the last time, you know, I talk about Nipsey and and uh, not talk about him, period, but talk about him and, you know, have some type of emotional uh, moment. Uh, you know, everybody I talked to, I, you know, I kept it a thousand with them. Like, this this Nipsey shit, like, really fucked me up. And, um... You know, I I probably cried like three or four times already, and like even saying it now, it's weird because I wasn't even that connected or invested to that man, and and it, it kind of reveals to me how dope and how special of a person he was because people that didn't even know him could have a emotional response to you know his passing. So, um, yeah, so, uh, his, his service, you know, I wouldn't watch a good amount of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing because, like, many people that did watch it, I'm sure it was, it was overwhelming, uh, again, you know, emotions, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm not afraid to show up my emotions, but... You know, I can't be bawling out my eyes like for hours and hours and shit like that. I gotta, I gotta take a break or I gotta just do it in little segments. Um, and I do apologize for my 
nose or whatever getting sick the weather's changing a little bit but um some of the highlights if you didn't see it from the service where um uh, snoop obviously snoop had a, a great speech um you know just talking about how he was a homie and stuff um I heard that he always wanted, he talked about having Stevie sing at his, you know, funeral. That was somebody he always wanted to, you know, perform and sing if he ever, you know, passed away. And, of course, they made that happen for him. Um, Some of the other highlights were the fact that, you know, he got to... uh, be driven around LA for his victory lap. Um, but then they drove him around for, I don't know, three hours or something like that through the streets of LA. Uh, the Staples Center. Uh, I don't know how many people were in attendance, but if you watch the video of the service, it was a lot of people there, man. If I had to guess, I would say at least. 50,000 plus um, There was a lot of people there right? Just a sea of people um, uh, Minister uh, Farrakhan uh, Gave a speech and sermon or whatever And uh, of course Lauren London Did her thing And she was extremely Strong And, and held it down um, his kids said some words. Uh, yeah, I gotta commend them on their strength and their uh, their stability during this time. You know, they they all lost somebody that they cared cared about a lot and loved, and they all managed to do it without breaking down on stage. Um, a little history, like. My wife's mom passed away uh, a few years back, and it was hard on her. And, you know, I loved her mom, but we had never really uh, had a lot of time together. It was always just very brief. And, you know, uh, we always had the assumption that, you know, there would be more time that we would be able to you know, have more time to get to know each other and, and build a relationship. Uh, but unfortunately, that just never happened. She she passed. She got really sick. And, uh, yeah, and it went pretty fast after that. And we really didn't have a lot of time to get to know each other. Um, and then when our service came up, like I said, it was hard on my wife and our siblings and stuff. And like Nipsey, uh, I didn't really know her mom that well, but I could just knowing her through my wife um, and my brief encounters with her, I knew she was a special person, a special woman. And at the service, I just... I completely broke down. I was 
I was just leaking from the eyes, man. You know, it's like it was crazy. I it's probably my first funeral I've been to. Um, well, I've been to one uh, previous, but I was very young, like five years old or younger. So it had no effect on me because I didn't really even know what was going on. But uh, going to her her service, it was like, whoa, man, that, that shit killed me. Like, I was in there crying and I was like, damn, I, 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 could, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't control it if I tried, you know. I had to wait until that thing was over. Um, and then when her, her brother passed, um, I that one, because I had more understanding of what was going to happen at the funeral, that one I controlled a lot better. Um, you know, I, I was very close to breaking down the net, but <clears throat> I had to get out of there. You know, as quickly as possible. As soon as the service was over, I made my way outside, you know, quickly to get some sun, you know, and and just some fresh air, and that that helped keep the tears in. It was uh, rough, uh, but you know, I commend all those guys for being able to to handle that. Um, I didn't see his mom's uh, section. I'm sure she she did one. I just didn't see it. I you know I had seen all her um, previous stuff beforehand. Um, you know uh, that she was just doing in interviews and, and whatnot. And even that stuff was you know emotionally charged. Um, that one got your boy, you know, teary eyed and all that stuff. So I'm sure her segment at the memorial would have definitely had me boohooing for real. Um, but, yeah, you know, we we want to say farewell to Nip officially now that the service is over. Uh, he's been finally laid to rest. Uh, so, I want to give a final farewell to him. Um, I do want to say, too, that Anybody that has the audacity to disrespect a, uh, uh, a man like Nipsey um, after his untimely passing, those are a special type of uh, evil people that, you know, I hope all that they deserve comes to them, good and bad. Uh, especially the bad part because it's just it's not right it's it's not cool and what I'm talking about is I I, I guess I I guess there's a a person uh, for Fox News that was like making fun and laughing and being very disrespectful uh, about Nipsey and just saying some crazy stuff and doing crazy stuff uh, uh, in reference to his passing. So I didn't, didn't watch the video, um, just like, you know, the video of the actual footage of him being murdered. 
and other types of videos, I think it's important to not put those images in your mind if you can uh, avoid them. And it's not something that I need to see, uh, but just the fact that you know people talked about it is is enough for me. Uh, so yeah, fuck whoever that lady is, and you know, yeah, kiss my ass. Um, uh, what's next? Oh, AOC, AOC. Um, I'm not a political expert. Um, many of you already know that, uh, but I had posted on my Facebook the other day, and I asked people to uh, tell me what type of uh, topics I should talk about on the podcast, and somebody hit me and was like, talk about ALC, you know, she's crazy, this and that, and, um, you know, when it comes to politics, it's a rough and tough situation because, you know, you you don't want to offend people. People uh, take sides, and I'm not that way. So know that going into it. I don't choose a political party. I choose whatever makes sense. I've said it before on this podcast that I have some Republican views or some or conservative views and I have some liberal views. Either either way, you know, I think that's the best way to be. I don't think there should be a two party system. I think everybody should be as close to the middle as possible and reach across the aisle and and try to get things done for not just these type of people that think this way, but also these type of people that think the other way. That's that's the only way you're going to be able to get things done. You know, everything is not going to be for everybody. Uh, but if most people make the attempt, and, and I say beyond the attempt, you need to actually focus and plan to... Uh, to do those things to to be bipartisan and most people in politics are not and most people that care about politics are not uh, but I try to do that when looking at people um, this particular um, woman uh, AOC uh, or better known, well not better known, but also known by her uh, actual name, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez AOC Uh, she's a let me me just give you a quick bio Uh, she's uh, an American Democratic Socialist who made headlines in 2018 by beating a 10 term New York Democrat incumbent in a congressional primary before uh, before becoming the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. Um, I watched a couple videos and a lot of my videos uh, that I've seen on her are left-leaning. I will preface that by saying that. Um, 
but I have seen one or two from you know conservative views as well uh, and there's a few things that I gathered and you guys are more than welcome to go and research this stuff and look it up for yourself and inform your own opinions I'm not going to go too deep into it uh, like I said at the top of this podcast I'm not an expert and I just barely scratched the surface of what there is on this topic but uh, what I found is that she's brought forth some good questions um, in a couple areas uh, one of which that I thought was very important and uh, very now and current is uh, questions about uh, ethics when it comes to the president and how uh, there are currently a lack of ethic guidelines that make it possible for a questionable person or questionable goal-oriented people to take office in comparison to other branches of government that have established ethic rules and guidelines. Um, and if you want to know what I'm talking about, you can look up a video. Uh, I think you can find it on YouTube and just type in uh, Google uh, bad guy ethics or something like that or really AOC and you'll see her and you know they always have like a, a thumbnail of her like eyes all big and kind of crazy teeth all out and ensnared and looking like she's in the middle yelling at somebody and all that shit um yeah, but she brought up some good good points. She was asking the committee about, uh, you know, just ethics when it comes to becoming the president. Uh, how is it possible as a president you can have relationships with oil companies and, and uh, other environmental companies and then get elected to be president? where where those type of factors could uh, you know uh, persuade or encourage your political agenda where they can uh, those relationships can allow you to make uh, legislation a law around uh, some really really important issues like climate change and, and things like that um those ethics questions to me made all the sense in the world but some other people they may not understand it may not get it and may not appreciate uh the fact that she took the time to research that yeah look excuse me and look it up um and there was a bunch of other things in there that in that particular video that she brought up but you can clearly see that she was talking about Donald Trump and she was going after him hard. Um, I I get that some people... Uh, sorry about that. That's something else I want to bring up is all the uh, interruptions and stuff uh, as far as the podcast. Um, there are certain things that uh, that are unavoidable. Like that one that you just heard was uh, every morning uh, I get a little update 
to the weather. It gives me a little alert on what the weather's going to be. That's unavoidable. Sorry. Um, in previous podcasts before, and I know I know this is an issue because I've had two of my sisters talk to me about it. Um, my alarm uh, going off. Uh, sorry, is you know I normally have a alarm set. So that even if I'm not currently looking at a phone or looking at a clock or whatever, um, the alarm will go off for my son's bedtime. And it, it also has him aware that when that alarm goes off and daddy's not around, that it's time for me to go to bed. Um, and on my normal recording day, I, I just forget about it and I you know, forget to turn it off. And then, um, Robbie, if you're listening, I got a special note for you, too. Uh, They said, if you are going to um, be doing other things in the background while you podcast, make sure you mute your uh, phone uh, so that they don't have to hear that. Uh, Yeah, I had a couple people talk about that, too. So... I want to apologize. We still, you know, we still knew it this. Um, we still, you know, are learning and, and trying to get this down. Uh, but it will get better. That I do know. Uh, but going back to uh, AOC, um, she's, you know, she brought up some good points uh, against Donald Trump and just the whole... Um, not just him in particular, but you can tell that by her line of questioning, she's looking towards the future and making it uh, harder for questionable, um, uh, I guess, uh, questionable uh, integrity type of uh, uh, issues to not, you know, uh, be able to just slide into the presidency like that. Uh, she's trying to uh, bring more awareness to some of those uh, loopholes and some of those uh, just weak areas in our uh, in our uh, political uh, in our political uh, stuff to. You know, tighten up those uh, those areas so so we don't just let anybody become president. Um, and I'm sure that committee had a lot to think about, and there's you know probably going to be some change coming from that. Um, but there, you know, I said there were some a couple uh, right leaning videos that I watched, and. Uh, one of which is, you know, when it when it comes to money, uh, that's where the right really gets. They start to get uncomfortable, and they don't like a lot of, you know, people coming for them when they're talking about money. Uh, and uh, she has, you know, an idea that is not really a, a, a new idea. It's just modified. This is kind of a idea that apparently uh, JFK came up with back in the 60s. 
and it was a, a very high taxation of the rich. Um, but his taxation, really in comparison, uh, from what I understand and what I know, and again, I'm not an expert, but his taxation back then uh, was a lot higher than what she's proposing now. Um, and she, well, not a lot higher, but it was higher. And she's talking about even lowering it less than what uh, he was doing back in the 60s. But it's basically, um, she was saying that uh, people who make over $10 million per year, $10 million per year, which if you think about that, if you're making $10 million per year, that's a lot of fucking money. That is a lot of fucking money. Uh, just in just in my views, if you're making that type of money, I do believe you should be taxed at a higher rate. It's just, sorry. Hey, I know it's kind of like a punishment for being successful and being smart and, and uh, having ingenuity and, and hustling. I know that that is kind of how that's viewed. But if you're making that type of money, it's like, come on, man. $10 million per year. Like, your one year is basically a whole lifetime for somebody else and you're making that in one year it's not gonna kill you if they're surviving their whole lifetime making less than what you're making in a year you can survive at being taxed at a higher rate that's just my views but I do also understand that when again when you start talking about taking away rich people's money they don't really like that shit and I I get it I get it so she's saying if you take or if you make 10 million dollars plus a year that on your 10 million and one dollars your tax rate will go 70% so every dollar you make after 10 million you got to give 70 cents of that dollar to the government on taxes now when you say that and you think about that that is insane that's a lot of money that really is that's a whole lot of money um i could see how it could be going towards some good it could be uh, be used to help boost and, and and relieve our debt in our society if you know every rich person making 10 million plus per year is is contributing that much but that that's a lot of money and I've seen a lot of videos with just the title of, you know, crazy AOC. 
I'm not going to call the lady crazy, but that is a pretty crazy idea. Um, I don't, I don't see how that would ever happen. I don't see how anybody would ever support and, uh, ever co-sign that or back that or nobody's going to support that lady. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, that's just not going to happen. That that's a lot of money, guys. Seventy cents on the dollar after ten million. So, The Rock does what probably like two or three movies a year, and he makes twenty million dollars per movie. So, nah, he ain't doing that. Kevin Hart not doing that that's a lot of bread yeah I don't know but like I said I just barely scratched the surface of what this lady is and what she's talking about I haven't had too much time to dig into it but I'm going to uh, look further because uh, it's interesting Uh, I want to know what other types of policies uh, she's talking about and and what uh, kind of stuff she's doing. I know also be beyond the uh, the 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 ethics stuff that I was talking about earlier and this money stuff. I know she was talking about um, trying to like encourage her uh, fellow uh, political affiliates to become more centralist and uh, be more open to bipartisanship um, issues and getting laws passed and legislation done and just thinking more in terms of bipartisan uh, because she she has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, I don't know, attachment to the fact that people in our own country specifically are uh, living in substandard conditions. And uh, she brought up Flint, Michigan with the water crisis. She brought up Detroit with the the, uh, homeless and just the way that the city looks in general. Um, Yeah, so... Oh, and she was, you know, global warming, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, she's she's an interesting person, and I look forward to you know digging deeper into you know her background and, and what's going on there. Uh, yeah. So last thing I had, and I you know again I wish Robbie was here because we could have a couple more issues to talk about, but this week these are the only ones that really stuck out to me uh but yeah that was a, a trailer uh <laughs> that I was exposed to this week of a movie that just blows my mind and I'm on YouTube right now and I have the trailer queued up so I'm gonna play it for you guys and just looking up here in the right hand corner I could purchase the movie through YouTube and watch it 
Alright, for four dollars. And I'm considering it. I'm really considering it. But it's so bad. Such a terrible movie. It's from 2004. Uh, and it has so many uh, stars in it. Gary Oldman, Kate Beckinsale, um, Matthew McConaughey, Patricia Arquette. It has like some big names in this movie. And uh, Peter Dinklage. Wait until you hear what this is. Alright, I'm going to play it. And then <laughs> I'm going to end the podcast right there. And I want to hear from you guys. Everybody that listens to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, through Anchor, whatever, wherever you guys are listening to it, find a way to get in contact with me, either through my Facebook, uh, which most of my supporters have, or through my Instagram or my Snapchat, uh, or Twitter. You know, you can find me on all those things. Get in contact with me and tell me exactly what you think about this trailer. Alright? Alright, here we go. Carol and Stephen's life together was perfect. I've got to get going. Right this second? Hey, baby. Hey, sweetie. I love you. There's one small problem. Uh, I'm Ralph. I'm his brother. We're twins. Are your parents? Um... Yeah. It can tear them apart. I think you're gonna let me know that everyone in your family's a midget. They're not midgets, Karen. Dwarfs. Whatever. Or bring them together. Hey, welcome. I'm Steven. Oh, there you are. This is Steven's father, Bruno, and his mom, Kathleen. And over behind the bar is Steven's brother, Ralph. You could have prepared us for this, don't you think? If you embarrass me, I'll never speak to you again, so just get it together. When the going gets rough, it's only the size of your heart that counts. That big of a deal if our kid doesn't work? You knocked up this great girl and you didn't tell her that her baby's probably gotta be little. I'm not like you. We are so cute and cuddly. Don't discriminate against us. These parties got a little wild. I never expected this. There's sure a lot of around here. Just back off, Goldie, huh? My man can do what he wants to do. I'm ready for an adult relationship. What is this man doing in the bedroom? I'll walk down the aisle. Ah, uh, a he's a very lucky guy. I just hope he's smart enough not to screw it up. He's just a beginning. There'll be rough patches, there's no doubt about it. Canal Plus and Langley Productions proudly present command performances from Kate Beckinsale, Matthew McConaughey, Patricia Arquette, and in the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. Tiptoes. Tiptoes. Now... Go look this up for yourself. Go to YouTube right this second and Google tiptoes and tell me <laughs> tell me what you think. 
Alright guys, uh, that's going to be the episode today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we should be back on schedule and, and back, you know, with the normal shit. Uh, again, go check that that trailer out on YouTube and then immediately, immediately find me on any of my social media platforms. Hit me up on the DM or, or a comment or whatever. Just post something and let me know that you watched it and uh let's let's talk about it tell me what you think about that that trailer all right guys i'll catch you in the next one